possible. Injuries cannot be made zero in any sport. But yes, the risk of injury can definitely go down. Step into another enlightening episode of Race Above Fitcast powered by Easier. Health now, education now, pay later. Our focus for today is minimizing the risk of re-injury during the return to sports process. Dr. Apurva is about to share some exclusive insights into the strategies and precautions that can make all the differences in an athlete's journey back to their sport. So, when we speak about an athlete who's been injured in any of the sport and they've approached the return to sports program and so in that case, how do you manage risk of re-injury during the RTS process? Are there any specific strategies or precautions that needs to be you know, taken into consideration to minimize that risk? Yeah, so our return to sport program always has to be sport specific. Like what are the sports demands, you know? Because multiple times, as when as I told you, when it is just the physiotherapy and just the strength and conditioning, when there was a gap, the physiotherapy was very generalized, you know. So whichever athlete or or non-athletic population, whoever comes with those injury, the treatment approach almost is the same. But when it comes to return to sport, it has to be highly sport dominant. So if that athlete is a cricketer. Or if that athlete is a marathoner, or if that athlete is a tennis athlete, the complete program has to be going towards that goal that we want to satisfy the demands of that particular sport. So, because for tennis, you might need the athletes having a long agility, having a huge overhead smashing power. Whereas for an endurance athlete, for a marathoner, you need to have really his hip extension and knee extension and the front side knee mechanics to be good which will not be a criteria for a, a batsman who is coming to you know so every sport is different every athlete is different so all those return to sport things what we do they are always and always oriented towards what movements that athlete is going to do when he goes on field whether when he goes to play a tennis match when he goes to run a marathon when he goes to play a cricket match whatever so when these things when this approach comes in the return to sport program the risk of injury goes down i will not say that the injuries become zero or we are able to prevent the injuries completely which is something which i think which is not possible injuries cannot be made zero in any sport but yes the risk of injury can definitely go down when the return to sport and even the strength and conditioning program is very sport specific. Okay, when we speak of return to sport or strength and conditioning, do you recommend any cross training activities? And if yes, what sport would be more effective and solution driven? So, cross training in the sense you are talking about changing the sports and training them, is that what or it is the upper body, lower body cross training? What? which type of cross-training you are uh, addressing to. I'm addressing to the uh, cross-training of giving a mixture of different sports. For example, if it's uh, endurance athletes, we can merge yoga, self-improvement and conditioning. The likewise, it might go to some uh, other sport, to some other event. So in those terms, I'm speaking. 
So yeah, so this type of cross training, what you are referring to, switching the sports, what you are saying, that we do during the first season, that we do during the post season. So not you know, before that. So during the because every time the calendar of the athlete is divided into off season, in season, pre season, and post season. So in season is when the races are going on, you know. So that time we don't do it. Immediately after the race ends or that racing season ends, we start with the post season, which goes almost for two to three weeks or something. So that time we, if he is a marathoner, we ask them not to run, not to do anything related to marathon. But you just go for just, you know, playing cricket or going and playing football with your friends or something like that. That is to re- get a good recovery physically and mentally. So that's the reason why we put it. Otherwise, in the training strategy, when he is off-season and when he is in-season or pre-season, we don't do such type of cross-training, you know, switching the sport, that training we don't. So that's not recommended? Yeah, because in means I haven't came across any evidence related to that. If it is there, I don't know. But I have never seen anybody switching the sport when they are, you know, approaching the, their competitions. Something which we never do. Yeah. It's not about the yoga and all what you said. It's just about the switching the sports and saying. Cross training, we also have that terminology in the training perspective. So cross training is sometimes you give them an aerobic training. Sometimes you give them an anaerobic training, more power training, explosive training, something like that. So that is something, yes, we incorporate that. So whenever we make a program design for them, we have a proper picture of their training in the presence of oxygen. That's the aerobic endurance type of training and having an anaerobic type of training, you know. So because for a runner or for a triathlete, they need strength and power as well as they need the endurance. So that type of cross-training, that is our terminology of cross-training, we do that. But not switching the sports, what you mentioned. Okay. So coming to the physiotherapy and strength conditioning, what are some of the common misconceptions which you've came across when we talk in terms of physiotherapy and strength conditioning? And also the outcome, I mean, like there might be few athletes who might not feel that importance of going to a physiotherapy and rather recovery in some other mode. So what are the misconceptions which you've ever came across for self-endurance sports? See, again, I would tell you that uh, the athletes will go to physiotherapist if they have the injuries. That injury recovery will be taken care of by the physiotherapist. The game recovery will be taken care of by the strength and conditioning. So, either of them cannot do that. So, a strength and conditioning consultant cannot do their injury rehabilitation or injury recovery. And a physiotherapist is not, uh, unless and until he or she is certified in strength and conditioning, they won't be able to do the actual high performance training of that. So the misconception which I see is uh, around this only what you just asked the question because most of the athletes and your athletes, they don't know what's the role, whose role is what, you know. What a physio can do and what are the limitations of physio, what SNC can do, what a strength and conditioning can do and what are their limitations. So they just uh, rely on some physios to do their high performance training, which is actually their limitation that can be done only with a physio who is certified strength and conditioning specialist. So that physio can do that particular domain. Otherwise, the athletes have to seek a support 
of a different strength and conditioning specialist who is trained to do the high performance training for the endurance athletes. So the athlete should be very clear that where they have to approach. If there is an injury, you want to get out of the injury, go to office. If then he want to seek a better performance, enhanced uh, speed, uh, much more uh, powerful and explosive running, then he or she should go to strength and conditioning specialist. That's the biggest misconceptions which I see now. And uh, the other thing is most of the athletes, even though they are injured, they don't take the support or they don't take that injury very seriously. And they just drag that, you know, so even though their knee is paining or their knee is hurting, they do multiple races and multiple runs with that painful knee, which is not going to take them to a better standards, but it's going to worsen that scenario. So first, I would suggest all the athletes who are having any aches and pains, get it rectified, get it corrected, be, become pain-free and then start running. Running in with the pain or carrying the pain, that's nothing, that's not at all a good logic or it's not going to make you any more, you know, that's not the sign of being a strong or mentally strong person. It's just a waste of time what they are doing. So that's the big misconception because until the time the athletes reach us, we see that and they, then they tell us that the, they had this knee pain since two years or they had the low back pain since multiple years back. We are like, then why didn't you come before? Why you did not take any other physiotherapy support for that? So it has to be addressed. Otherwise, it becomes a very troublesome scenario. That wraps up another thrilling episode of Race Above Fitcast, reminding us that in the world of sports, recovery is the important piece of the championship puzzle. But hold on to your seats because in our next episode, we'll be diving deeper into the intricacies of athlete recovery. Dr. Apurva is set to reveal the myths that cloud peak performance. Make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you do not miss out on the exciting episodes of Race Above Fitcast powered by Easier, Health Now, Education Now, Pay Later. Till then, stay curious, stay dedicated and let Race Above guide you to success.